0: Well, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I am joined by no stranger to the podcast, Tyler Greer. Tyler, what's up, man? How are you doing?
1: Good, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Anytime, dude. It's always it's always fun to talk to you, and um, I feel like this is great timing. Um, just per usual, um, on the off chance, no one knows who you are. Just give us a brief introduction on um, name, team, what you're known for, and uh, yeah, we'll see where this goes.
1: Yeah, I'm um, Tyler Greer. I am part of Heat Dodgeball, and I have been in the community for a while, and even, you know, up until most recently, was the founder and creator of the Dodgeball Tribune. Now I run the National Dodgeball Invitational, which is a new tournament series that I started. Not series, but just tournament, a bunch of tournaments and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, that's that's really it doing a nutshell um
0: yeah so the dodgeball national dodgeball invitational so i remember our first conversation um because actually you were the one that kicked off the whole like pre-cap recap uh part right, of yeah. this podcast so thank you for that and you sent me down all kinds <laughs> of <laughs> crazy crazy rabbit holes i'd never intended to go but it's been a blast but i remember asking you like okay why um you know what, what was the deal with the tournament and you had said that you kind of wanted to. Um, set up something that was like independent of elite at the time, I think. Nope. Um, yep. Can you kind of speak to that? Cause it sounds like this is essentially what it turned out, what basically fed into the national dodgeball invitational, right? Like it's basically just the trivia tournaments, so to speak.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's always a need for, um you know, just, you know, not necessarily competing uh tournaments and series and different things like that, but, but definitely there needs to be more options, you know, Um, it's, you know, elite in the past and now USA Dodgeball can only do so much. I mean, USA Dodgeball, obviously they uh, have their premier series this year and uh, it's quite a lot, 17 tournaments throughout the country. It's going to be a lot, but um, you know, there's still different needs for certain types of tournaments, um, you know, and as we might, as we'll get into, you know, I really think the Dodgeball, the national dodgeball invitational is about uh you know really a system that we don't have that we really need and that is you know a tier system and stuff like that And, and and an ability to really uh identify really strong teams and invite them to tournaments and that was really you know the start of this tournament as well as players you know eventually you know i'll end up doing another draft tournament based off players and stuff like that but um, and that'll be invite only as well, but, um, you know, yeah, it, there's just different people want different things and, and, uh, there's only so much, so much, uh, organizations can do so.
0: Gotcha. So you're not, you're not looking at this, like you're in direct competition or trying to pull from, you know, like what's, I guess like what's now transitioned to premiere, like you're just kind of offering, um, another opportunity for people to play and, um, yeah. filling the gaps, so to speak.
1: Totally. And, you know, uh, especially in here in LA, you know, the tournaments, the offered tournaments, there used to be a lot more through w- WDBA, uh, WDS world dodgeable society. Um, as well as gosh, even NLA back in the day, right. Too, they offered tournaments and, and those tournaments have really either become extinct or just aren't, you know, they don't do it enough for, for those of us that are really competitive. So for me and especially this tournament, it's really just, it's kind of a, a, you know, get your feet wet, get ready for the season. Um, and it's a, a better way to to just prepare than just having, you know, practices and stuff like that. It's, it's definitely more of an intense environment. And uh, and yet, you know, you still get to work on things. And, and part of that, you know, just comes from knowing my own team. I mean, Heat last year it was our first year, you know, with three big additions and myself, Vince Marchbakes. Uh, Connor Liu, and, and then fourth, uh, Frank Majorana. And so um, it really took us almost really the whole season to, you know, we had some great moments, and that's because we just had a, a great collection of talent, but it t- took us a long time for us to really gel and to get to know each other and, and to really understand each other's roles. And and anytime you can get a tournament that can help you and expedite that process of learning each other's roles and, and doing that, you know, anytime you can have a tournament like that, that's it's really great. You know, so there's only so many tournaments that Heat Heat will play in, and uh, it's really the only time that we get to play it all together. And so, you know, a tournament like this, this tune-up tournament that I've called it, is just yeah, trying to you know get get in sync prior to round one. You know, so
0: yeah, and I feel like that's really um, like an appropriate term. Just the tune-up, you know, like this is you know, for all intents and purposes, unless something pops up next week. This is the first time or the only time we're gonna you're gonna get to compete on a high level right for uh, Premier yeah. West West Round one unless you're traveling to, you know, the other other regions. Um for example like yeah. Lucas uh, ah, I did it again, Lucas, sorry. Like Lucas's tournament in uh in Seattle, like it was, you know, he wanted to do he's got like this three year plan where he wants to be like the premier foam um like tournament uh organizer um starting with the Pacific Northwest and he was able to pull a lot of teams that, you know, don't normally or aren't normally able to travel to LA or here in Phoenix or whatever. And that's, that's, that's helping fill the gaps, as you said earlier. But, um, as far as Wes is concerned, yeah, that's a good way to, to look at this and I'm really curious to see how it's going to turn out. And, um, there's, there's some questions that I do have, um, that I kind of want to go, I want to say outside of this, but I'll say that for the crowdsource cause I did there, there are some parallels, but, um, yeah, kind of covered, um, like the idea the idea and reasoning behind um this whole thing and pretty much um for those I imagine those who are listening are pretty familiar with you know the tripping tournaments and and kind of know what to expect but what um what format are we looking at what kind of ball uh rule set just can you kind of cover that real quick
1: Yeah we're doing uh it's two divisions um it's no sting and foam um and this this tournament uh, in particular I added a women's division which It's kind of been tough getting enough women's teams, especially in LA that there, this is going to be a definitely transition year for the women's division in general for, especially for the West region, just because there's a lot of teams that have disbanded and a lot of women are at least currently are not really willing to captain teams. And so anyways uh, can get in that a little bit later, but um, there is a women's division, a men's division, both no sting and foam. Uh, we're going to use, you know, elite rules for no sting uh, just because USA hasn't come out with their rule set just quite yet. And then we'll go with the WDBF rules for uh, foam. And uh, it's just a one day tournament. Uh, and the nice thing is that my tournament we pay out. So, you know, first place for the men uh, in each division, will get $600 uh, wow. per, you know, for for the winning team in each division. And the women, just because we're down to five teams, um, they'll get three hundred dollars for first place. So, in each division, and as far as I'm concerned, is uh, you know, there hasn't been anything announced for USA, but I'm pretty sure I know that they're leaning towards no cash payouts this year for the Premier Series, Premier Tour. So, uh, this is one of the only tournaments that will have a a cash payout, and so.
0: Yeah, that's you know, really. That's really interesting because, like, I know some people are upset that there's no cash payout, and um, I'm not gonna single anybody out. But somebody here in Phoenix, we were talking about it just yesterday actually about <laughs> yeah. there not being a cash payout. I'm like, dude, if you're going in there already like upset that there's no cash payout, you're, you're making a lot of assumptions that you're gonna get to that point. Like, it's yeah. I know it's I come from the school of it's we're there for the competition and to see if we can play better than last time. Obviously, winning would be great, but you know, um, coming from the NDL days, if there's no cash payout, then there's no cash payout. Whatever. Um, yep. The only difference is when they say there's no cash payout, the the quality of the tournament better increase, unlike the NDL.
1: Yeah, the quality as well as are they progressing? And if we can see that as a consumer, then we'll sit there and say, okay, at least it's worth it. You know, yep. at least it's worth it that I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting what I'm paying for. And although there's no cash payout, at least USA Dodgeball is providing us. You know, good dodgeball, lots of it, you know? So,
0: yeah. So, I mean, but, yeah. like, it, it shouldn't be the. I should never. I, personally, I, I hate hearing, oh, I'm not going because there's no cash pay. I like, F off with that. <laughs> like, like just yeah. go, go back to. Two thousand eight and then see how that was like and then and then come back at me and we'll talk. But um <laughs> I was really impressed with your snacks. Like you want to talk about like coming from dark days, like just I remember I think it was well last year's, but there was one tournament that I just came to spectate. Um might have been like December time frame, you had this like amazing spread and these croissants were like so good. And I was just like, Man, this is this is the life. This is this is how you <laughs> have a premier event. <laughs> so um are, are we are, you kind of broke down like format, but is there anything like, um, I don't want to say like unique or, or branded that, you know, like, are we getting the NDI treatment? What does that look like? Um,
1: yeah. Um, I mean, unfortunately not much has changed, which is honestly, it's not always a bad thing. Uh, as far as my tournament goes, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm just providing, you know, a place to play dodgeball. Uh, you're know, wearing a, a good venue. It's got a snack bar there for us. Uh, unfortunately, they they don't they're not going to allow me to bring a spread this time, so uh, there won't be that. I'll so work, forget it be. then. Never mind. Um, and you know, we're still ultimately we're still working on live streams and stuff like that. And I don't know if that's going to happen. I might have to rely on someone else to do that. But um, at the end of the day, they know you know most people that are coming to my tournament or even newbies uh, that are coming. Uh, Hopefully I've heard that, you know, the tournament runs very smooth. You know, I have Joe Kalella running the tournament for me. Oh, nice. um, it's not our first rodeo. We've done this before now. I've done this, gosh, this is my fourth or fifth tournament that I've run. Um, and I'm, you know, kind of a perfectionist in that regard. So just, and I know what players want, you know, and so you know just providing that opportunity. But unfortunately there, there won't be too many bells and whistles yet. And I think, you know, that's just, um, as as the sport can progress more, and as we can figure out more things, um, we'll get there. Uh, I will say there's one thing that I am I'm, I'm trying to to brainstorm as well as, you know, just work and and so as I've grown up as just even as a person, <laughs> other games I've started to get into are cornhole and cornhole, uh, you know, competitive cornhole, and they have a great app called Scoreholio, and it's really uh, just it's the next step I think for a dodgeball in the sense of just as far as tournament organizing goes. Right. And that's where they, they have all these tablets that are set up at each court, you know, now it is cornhole, So there's no worry about these little tiny, you know, smaller than an iPad tablet uh, type thing. Um, they're not, you know, in danger of getting hurt and broken and stuff like that. So that might, we'll have to figure out, you know, stuff like that, but basically they have the scores on there. You can submit it and it goes directly to their TV that's supporting the the software and that shows, you know, what, what court's playing on. As soon as you submit a score, it, it instantly shows the next teams that are playing. You don't have to tell anyone to score. Um, it automatically goes into the system. And so, you know, ideally we will get to a point like that, you know, and it could even be within the next year. We'll figure out a way. I know Joe uh, has his um, software and stuff like that. And I, am pretty sure, you know, given him this idea that he can eventually kind of figure out a way to, to allow that to happen. But yeah, so actually one thing is I am going to bring a TV uh, and we'll have that where players can come and see uh, whether it's the schedule or the current standings and they'll be able to come by without having to ask Joe or any tournament or- organizer um, what, you know, what's the standings or where are we at? It'll sit there and kind of display that for you. And so that's one, that is one little tiny thing that I'm going to do this tournament. So
0: Nice. Yeah. It, I was just wondering if, uh, I don't know if he actually has a name for it, but I just started calling it the Colella 2000 and it's like this really awesome, like spreadsheet, which just tracks all the scores, tracks the stats, like just makes yeah. everything so crisp and easy and presented. And it's just like, that alone is just super impressive. So just thinking about, you know, what, what can you build off of, um, to make these like little, you know, like a, talking about like those snacks, you know, just like these little adjustments that just make the tournament as a whole that much more of an enjoyable experience. So, yeah. um, Something like this Cornholio or Scoreholio app or whatever. app. Yeah. yeah, it'd be really cool just to like see on a you know a flat screen TV or projector or whatever. Like, oh, we're my team is playing in like five minutes on this court, and just stuff like that like really makes a big difference. But at the end of the day, totally. I mean, if you're able to host a solid tournament, people already know what to expect. They know that okay, this is one of Tyler's things. They know that Joe's gonna host it. We're gonna have some great competition, um, and there's a pay- cash payout. Then I mean, that's what more could you ask for? So. Yeah. Um, so that kind of answers one of the questions I had was, what do you hope to accomplish with this tournament? You're saying you just want to give teams a chance to, to tune up um, and play in a competitive environment for round one. But is there anything else that you're trying to do? like, um, Or is this just one of those, like, this is number five for you and you're just going to continue building off of uh, off this brand?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, that's really it. I mean, the other thing, too, that I added this year that was uh, different was um, – you know, I started off by inviting teams only. It was invite only. I had some spots open for, uh, you know, just any team uh, that either dropped or there was a couple spots that were available to, you know, a team that had to kind of put in a bid. And so that was kind of my way of doing, uh, you know, a preliminary tier system, especially with, there's still moving parts, too many moving parts, too many teams that haven't been necessarily officially been created yet. Right. So I couldn't really invite, you know, you know, so many teams, so to speak, but, um, uh, you know, that, that was kind of what I did prior to it. So, so other than that, nothing, nothing else really.
0: Nice. Um, i trying to think of is, cause I, I just don't want to chalk it up as like, you know, nothing new here, nothing, nothing crazy to expect, but is there anything like you're looking forward to the most, um, coming out of this weekend, like any teams or players or just, like, Hey, this is the big, this is the first like super competitive tournament of 2020. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, I think for me, especially in the men's, I'll talk about the men's, uh, I'm looking towards one. will because there's only nine teams, we will have a full round Robin. We haven't actually had a full round Robin in quite some time just due to the, you know, the amount of teams in other tournaments and stuff like that. So that'll be nice playing every team in both divisions before you get to the playoffs. Um, and then the other thing is just uh, the quality of the the opponents. Uh, the opponents are pretty pretty solid. Um, we got some really good teams coming out. Uh, it's not you know no no slight to the to the lesser teams in previous tournaments, but you know we have you know some of the best teams, especially in LA, in San Diego, uh, coming out. You know, so we're, I'm excited about that, and and it should be you know good good quality competition.
0: Yeah, hopefully we get to see some uh, some footage coming out, and hopefully you guys can work out that streaming um, setup. And if not, I'm sure somebody's gonna bust out their phone and give us something to watch. Um, so let's go ahead and um, get into some of the crowdsource questions. I feel like some of these might be—I don't want to say charged, but I just feel like they'll they'll take up um, a chunk of the of the rest of the episode. So um, actually, I think this is—we Sergio. answered
1: Sergio's pretty much. He yeah, was talking about.
0: I was just saying that yeah, so he, he asked uh, how will the NDI tournament be different than the Tribune um, pretty much same thing just different name yeah. gives you more of an opportunity to have like a more dodgeball friendly brand um, versus the Tribune um, publication which I'm saving for later so definitely gonna go there but uh, yeah. Christy Stevens says uh, to Tyler why the no alcohol policy um, what's the backstory and do you think it's contributing to the lack of teams signing up so first and foremost no alcohol
1: yeah, no alcohol. Uh, I just want to set a precedence for my – I mean, this is the first tournament that I'm doing for the National Dodgeball Invitational. And I, I just really want to set a precedence. You know, I think this last year, last couple of years, we've really seen almost an increase in alcohol consumption. And to me, that that's fine for a rec tournament. I mean, it, it really is preference. For me, it's just – it's it's a – I want a competitive tournament. I want to host a competitive tournament. And, and you don't see alcohol being consumption – consumed at uh you know by the players at professional level type sports and and tournaments and stuff like that and so to me it's just setting the precedence that hey you know this is not a rec tournament you want to go drink and play dodgeball that's fine this is not the tournament for that so um that's really it i've seen it i i don't really like it you know that i think that's part of that's the backstory for me is you know i just i treat this very seriously i love this sport I want it to grow I want it to be professional and uh you know this is one of the steps that needs to be taken as far as when we're talking about the best of the best or the best tournaments um this is just a a thing that needs to be taken and then um I don't think it's contributing to the lack of teams signing up Uh, I actually haven't really heard anything from anyone about it uh whether they're talking about it uh you know whispering whatever or or just annoyed, but uh I haven't heard from any teams. I, I know that most of the teams that didn't sign up couldn't just couldn't go because it was too close to round one and uh they didn't want to spend um yeah, they just they couldn't they couldn't pull off both round one and my tournament. So
0: gotcha. To that. I wonder if um just organizations out there wide like does not having like no like for example the classic, like no alcohol does that contribute to, like, a team signing up? And if it does, then, I mean, what kind of teams are you bringing up? um, Or Exactly. No no offense to you, Christy, at all, if that's – I don't know if that's where you're getting at, but um, I agree, man. Like, if if you're trying to be part of the let's take dodgeball seriously wagon, you can't do that when you have players slipping on White cloth the entire time. Like, it's – I mean, good on you if you can play while intoxicated, but you're right. You're trying to set that, like, professionalism, so –
1: Yeah. It's also dangerous too. I mean, you have to think about that. Like you're, you're, it's, it's really, you're creating a a, a liability issue um, for the tournament organizer. You know I mean? Luckily we haven't had too many alcohol related issues for the most part, but that easily can happen. And it's just something that's like, "Mm, no, no thanks.
0: Well then that, and then you also like upset the vendors too. Like I I know Mark has um, probably had so many close calls with, assuring oh, yeah. that minutes. there's not going to be alcohol. And yet, you know, somebody finds a a beer can or liquor bottle or something and he's, it puts him at risk of shutting down the entire tournament, like in the middle of it. So, um, yeah. And I know Kelly has done a great job with the classic this past year with, um, just when she found, um, I think it was white claw in, in one of the trash cans. she like round up all the captains and I thought she was just going to smoke us to death. I was like, I, we are in so much trouble. Like I, I have no idea who did this, but we're going to die. That's good. Like I feel like that's that's kind of like the I think it's a good call. Um sorry if you like to drink and play dodgeball, but um you know, say that for your walk of rec leagues or something. But um moving on to Gage, um more of a personal question, but he asked what your preferred ball type is.
1: Uh, it's foam now. I love foam. Foam, foam is my number one.
0: Yeah, it's it's growing up people fast and I'm okay with it. Actually it was your tournament last year, last February that Slowly started to change my mind about foam altogether because I was, I was actually enjoying it a lot. And it's, uh, yeah, yeah it's, I love it's it. not bad. Um, I'm gonna save Markels for later. Um, actually, no, let's we'll do it now. So he asks, uh, can you bring back the Tribune, please? I miss it so much. <laughs> and I don't think he's alone, in yeah. saying that. So, um, yeah, Is it I mean, back? to be honest, I on? didn't,
1: I had actually originally when I had said you know put in my last article and said it was the final one i had actually planned on rebranding that facebook page and i was going to just change the name and keep all the likes and followers because i have over 600 likes and follows on that hmm. page and then i was just like you know what why don't i just leave it here i'll create a new one and uh you know if it ever gets revived it gets revived um as of now i don't really have any plans on reviving it um currently uh, and also you know, if it were to really come back, I would need, uh, people willing to, to give articles and, and that happened in the past a little bit, you know, with you and then a couple others that were able to give their time towards it. But unfortunately it's just, it was just so much, it became too much. And, and also the drama that was created by it really kind of dissuaded me, uh, and just kind of made it a much more of a downer. So, um, at near the end and I was just like, you know, I'm I'm tired of the drama. I'm tired of putting in a lot of time and, and uh thought into these articles that are actually really good and yet, you know, can get a negative response. And and a lot of journalism, you know, is not not contradictory, but uh, certainly uh can be challenging and and uh can you know rustle the f- ruffle the feathers so to speak. So well it sparks discussion. Um,
0: oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the articles. Um, I was, I actually enjoyed when I was able to contribute a few to them. And I know that there's definitely some, uh, things I want to write about that don't really fall under the, like the ball state article blog banner. Cause it's, it's just like a different focus. Um, so if you were to bring something like that back, I would definitely be a little more active. Um, so you can count me in if that helps at all. But, um, you know, hopefully people that want yeah. this back, like, I, th- I think even Lucas said like he would be, interested in in contributing as well and I feel like that's probably the biggest thing it's like you know from the outside if you're constantly pushing out this content and it it's just whether no real fault of your own it's just like spawning these crazy common threads like that worries on you and you're not getting paid to do this and um sometimes it's just like why would I want to stir the pot today I might just relax and enjoy my evening off so (laughs) totally get that man um but yeah, hopefully we see it, come back. Like I, I, it's great seeing um the ball out podcast with uh, Miles and um, um Harwin and just more content like that's the more the merrier. So hopefully um, yeah, hopefully you do come out with something soon and, and you get the the support and the the contributions that you need. But um um Gage asks another question. He says, um, "What has been your favorite dodgeball team you've ever played on?"
1: uh for me, it's definitely heat uh the, the team I'm on currently is just by far the the most fun team I've had with um obviously the most successful and i and I played with rise but man that last year that we had we won we just won we ridiculous amounts of winning we had uh what do we have four what was it one, two, three, four five five championships within the round within the three rounds and then we won the national championship in 8.5 uh yeah we were just I and mean, it was winning winning is fun so when you're on a team that can win and win consistently uh that's fun i also the guys are just great we we rib each other we you know mess around stuff like that it's just it's a fun team to be on i, I was on rise i loved playing with the rise and we had a great we had a great co-ed run um which included a national championship and co at 8.5. Um, and I learned a ton from Tim Fullerton, Serge, Jim McMasters, all those guys, but, um, you know, nothing really has compared to, to playing with heat. And, uh, yeah, I love it.
0: Yeah. It's been, it's been interesting watching you through to the opposite end with when you're on rampage to rise to heat. And like, you can definitely tell
1: there's some really good synergy with heat. And I don't know if that's, uh, um, yeah. I think we just gel. We just gel. Yeah. We, you know, and we're still figuring out each other a little bit. We're still figuring out who who fits in what spot best, uh, you know, position-wise and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we just really complement each other. Uh, we, we've said it time and time again. A lot of us, you know, we don't have a lot of weaknesses on our team. And, and if, you know, you sit there and you focus in on either a Vince or a Dylan or a Cedro or Sean, you know, the other guys can easily, you know, Make you pay for focusing in on only one of our guys. And so that makes us really dangerous. And it's just fun being on a team like that.
0: Yeah. I, I use your your matchup against Crisis for 8.5 Rubber as a perfect example of this is what a team looks like versus, you know, two or three superstars like Catchman and Payan. Not to diss the rest of the team because they too have that ability where if you're just focusing on Catchman, Ryan's going to make you pay for that or still with Brett. But you could just tell the difference. Like this is six people playing in sync versus six people that are trying to figure out. Who the main gun is or, or focusing a little too much on Vince. Um it's it's cool watching that that match. Um you can, you can take a lot out of that. But um yeah. <clears throat> kind of covered this one already too. Dominic uh asks uh well two part question. The first one uh, was when will the draft tournament be? So do you know? Um since we know all the dates. Yeah, right
1: now, I, I have an idea. Um I have an idea. I've I've thought probably it's probably gonna be near the end of the year, uh November, December might even be February next this next year, you know, a, a year from now, uh, just depending on um, it really, it really depends on this, the the calendar that will come out and hopefully uh, USA dodgeball uh, sticks to their uh, at least specified plan of getting that calendar out before this, before this season is even over with. So if we already know 2021 that I'll, then that will make it a lot easier to plan uh, my draft tournament and, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So
0: for sure. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that I'm, I'm curious is like, okay, it's, it's real, it's real painstaking right now to wait for the dates to be released, uh, for premiere. But imagine once they're done, like that's pretty much what we can set our watch to for the years to come. So, um, it'll make it easier for like, you know, Lucas's crush tournament to, um, you know, what Kyle Roth is doing in the East to, to what you're doing. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll just wait and see. And then, um, he did ask, uh, and this is what we kind of covered already um, earlier. Was what
1: made you want to create the NDI? Um... Yeah, and I'll, I'll just reiterate. Sure. I think the the, the biggest thing that dodgeball needs, um, and I really need, I really thought it needed it a few years back, and it really needs it now. And unfortunately, USA Dodgeball uh, has decided not to, because of how, you know, difficult this transition has been for them. I think that's why they're not taking it on. But it's a tier system, and I mentioned it earlier. We are at the point where it is so so needed. Uh, I guess that's the best way I can say it. It's just absolutely needed that. We need a tier system because the top teams, unfortunately, are tired of playing the bottom teams. The bottom teams are tired of getting crushed by the, the top teams. And it really, you know, it's to that point where we've just, we have to be able to separate the good talent from the bad talent because the ba- the not the bat talent, but the 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 people, the teams that are are near the bottom, they're not having fun anymore. You know, they really aren't. They're not having fun getting crushed. And I don't blame them. And when you can sit there and finally start building up a you know, a rec division and then a competitive division, you're gonna end up making both people happy. And then you can sit there and, and provide ways for teams to transfer over to the more competitive if that's what they want and uh you know so this is part of that you know this is at least one way that i can specifically create hey i'm only inviting these teams because these are the better teams than the other teams and stuff like that so gotcha. uh and, and you know the ndi will also go on to you know invite only players and stuff like that for drafts and stuff like that and and uh you know so that was really the goal of the ndi and and will be you know moving forward so
0: yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's uh it's never fun to steamroll a team. It's never fun to be steamrolled yourself. It's just one of those things where it's like, well, this is the only place we can play dodgeball. So um by having, you know, Elite go back to its elite roots to having Premier maybe be that, that farm system of new teams, to having you also have that exclusivity or, or um skill based only, um, I'm sure that definitely helps. And it's it's not um it's like you said, I mean, I mean like softball, for example, has tier based. you know, they've got divisions, I think. Yeah. Um, so every, I mean, every, every,
1: I mean, every uh, single, you know, competitive sport really does. I mean, obviously even the professional sports, they have it. I mean, the NBA has the NBA and they have the G league baseball has, you know, major league baseball, minor league, you know, triple A, double A, you know, it, it goes down the list and even kickball has different kickball has, you know, certain divisions, same with, uh, cornhole, uh, I mean, it's just crazy. (laughs) Every single one has it, and we don't. And it's like, why do you think we're behind? Because the best players, we don't even get to play the best players, unless it's in a freaking semifinal. I mean, it's just silly. You know, it's silly. It's like this is this is not what we want anymore. We want to be able to play the best teams. We want to see where we stack up. We want to be able to play them prior to the playoffs, and then we want to be able to game plan, you know, leading up to the playoffs for that specific team that we already played. And we don't get a chance to do that in almost every single tournament. You know, we go back to our national championship and uh, crisis can probably be pissed off that they had a much tougher road in the playoffs. Um, but we, you know, we just didn't get to play so many teams. Um, and it's just not, you know, it's just not viable. It's, it doesn't make it fun for the players. You sit there and you end up, you know, paying, you know, however much money for a tournament and you, you barely get to play the best teams and, and, you know by the time you do, it's just one round, you know. Yeah, if I think back at our national championship that we won, we got to play Crisis once in a seven game series, we got to play Clutch Mode once in a seven game series, Boosh in a seven game series, we played Downpour, which we played every single round. Um, we got to play Team Awesome in a, in a best of three, we got to play, you know, and that was really it. We never got to play Anarchy, we never got to play Impact, we got to play a- Anarchy. At round three because they came i think yeah they and they beat us i wasn't there that round but and then um we didn't get to play impact ever you know and we uh we barely got to we didn't get to play outsiders at nationals we got to play them at round two so it's just like man like i mean these are some of the best teams in the country and we never got to play them and at the national championship which we won yeah it was legit because we beat crisis who beat all them but we never got to play some of the best teams. We didn't even get to play. We didn't get to play rise at the national championship. I mean, it's just like, man, like when you think about it and it's like, it's not to say that our national championship wasn't deserved, but it's like, it would have been nice to play at all these teams. And yeah, you know, so it's just, it's unfortunate. And uh, it it does, you know, kind of sour a little bit, the USA premiere, but just because they didn't take that step. And that was really, to me that's what elite was lacking this last year specifically is this was the year for sure that they should have gone with a tier system and they never, and they didn't, you know, and you know, it is what it is. And I know there was reasons why, and I know it was tough. And, and I know you don't want to scare away teams and scare away players, but, um, I just don't know if that was completely thought out or, or just, I don't know. I'm also one of those persons that I'm more aggressive than not. And I like to see, you know, people make the jump and stuff like that and that really wasn't what happened so
0: yeah for whatever reason it wasn't i know Mart had, had talked about that, that was in consideration um maybe we'll see that with premier um i agree and also on the flip side too like you know if you're a brand new team like you, you kind of need room to to mess up and and not get exactly as a result like okay my team just gave yeah. up all the balls now pie and, and i don't even them. know
1: how like i don't even know how those teams learn like how do you learn I mean, literally, like we sit there and get a, a best out of three against a team, and we literally win the the match, win both games within four minutes, both yeah. of them. You know, it's like, what is, what can you even learn from that? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing that you can really learn from that. It's- so we got crushed by a much better team who's played together way longer, who has more talented players, or at least players who have been playing for so much longer than us. Great. <laughs> you know, I really want to come back next tournament and get crushed by them again. Yeah. That, that
0: rarely, <laughs> ra- very rarely do you have teams or players that, that want that. And it's like, it's like a catch 22. Like if you, if you are crisis or heat or, you know, well-established team, like, do you take it easy on them and, and, you know,
1: make show, them feel good about themselves, make them feel <laughs>
0: terrible about themselves. Cause I'm sure that doesn't feel good. Or do you steamroll them? And make him feel good about himself. you like, just like you just put in this p- position that you shouldn't be in. And so yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree on for for many reasons why there should be a, a tier based system. And um, it, it, I feel like it will truly help with the uh, with the growth. But um,
1: totally, I agree.
0: So wanted. I was really curious about this question. Um, freaking Billy. So Billy Schmidt asks. Um, was being told if you don't like it, don't play part of the. Okay, was being told if you don't like it, don't play part of the reason you made the NDI. And I don't know if he is he quoting Ed Printis or is he quoting a very recent post No no from- this
1: was uh this was recently I was uh yeah. what did I do? I, I, I made a post. I piggybacked on to the, the 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 USA's most recent post and it was basically it was talking about the registration process and all that stuff. And I I wanted to be careful how I worded it because one, I didn't want to feel like I was attacking them. And at the same time I was like, you know, I just I don't it doesn't sit, and it still doesn't. And their explanation doesn't mean it means jack squat to me. But their explanation, the the issue I had was I don't feel good that some teams are paying more than others, uh, and that's based off personnel because they're deciding to do every individual pays. And I and I get some of the reasons why that you know it became for some captains it became a burden to sit there and have to front you know all this money you know however much money per division um but the issue is you know part of their response and this was uh, felix perron who was part of usa dodgeball and one of the executives and board members he also responded with well if you don't like it you don't have to play and it was just like you know that's not that's not how you respond to to a player who one is asking a question in a respectful way, um, especially because my response within my question that I tried to word as carefully as I could was, did you guys consider discounts for teams that have seven or more people? Because that would then make it so that even though you give a discount there, the teams are paying about the same price. And uh, obviously either they didn't, they didn't think about discounts or they weren't willing to offer discounts for teams that have seven or more players. And so, like I said, you know, heat and specifically since we carry eight roster, I mean, we're going to be paying $320 a division while another team that might only have six players is only going to pay 240 for the same division, for the same amount of dodgeball. And that obviously doesn't sit well with me. Um, but it was the whole, you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to play. And it's like, that's not, you know, this is a product, every sport we're providing a product. And, and the players are the consumers. You know, we're consuming it. And then obviously when it becomes a bigger sport like NBA and then LBD, then obviously the fans are the consumers and the players finally get to reap the benefits from that. And we're not to that point, obviously. So as of currently, we are the consumers of more dodgeball, of dodgeball in general. And when you sit there and you have a company or an organization who basically has now a monopoly on it, they're sitting there saying, well, if you don't like it, you don't have to play. It's like, that's not how you treat people, especially people who care about the sport. Who love the sport and want to play and want it to to be the best that it can be and yeah. so you know i don't know what, what, what was yeah i think that's i
0: think that might answered his question
1: <laughs> yeah it's just i mean i could go off on a tangent but it's just like man like it's just silly to me it's,
0: yeah oh, that man. that that i hate to say it but that that rings but, so much of ed prentice and everything that we are so oh, violently does, against
1: completely Completely.
0: Whether that was intentional or not, Felix. And if, you're, if your ears are burning, no, uh, it was, it, I mean, feel free to Felix come on here. A,
1: yeah, Felix is more of a, he's a, I don't know him very well, but I, of what I do know, he's, he's more of a dry humor type guy. And, yeah. Uh, I, and I, to USA's credit, I mean, I think they've obviously gotten a lot of slack uh, this last couple of months. And it's because uh, the transition has gone a lot slower than they had anticipated. Um, and people are upset because, you know, we want to play. We're dedicated, and yet they haven't been able to to really get everything in order uh, fast enough for us and for dates in particular. And uh, so the, obviously they've been screwing over people already. You know, or, you know, Paige Peterson can't go to round one or whatever because it was announced too soon, uh, too late. You know, so you know, different people like that, and you know, so I get that they're going to be they're they're more defensive right now, but you know, you can still. And, and, you know, to Felix's credit, he wasn't being totally snarky fully, but it's like when you add in that, well, if you don't like it, you don't have to play, that's not a viable response. You know, Sean Anderson just had another thing, and it was like that's not how you respond to people. And if you want to be defensive, that's fine. You can be defensive, but you don't need to point out, hey, well, we're doing something, and if you don't like it, you don't have to play. Well, you know, you're going to help. If you continue to keep on responding that way, then you're going to create people that are going to be like, Uh, no, I'm not going to play for USA Dodgeball Premier Tour. I'm not going to play that. I'm going to create something new. And therefore your little whole Dodgeball United BS is going out the door because you're not treating your consumers the way you should, you know, because this is a product that you're providing. So anyways, I don't need to lecture them. They understand that. They, you know, we're all human and emotions get the best of us. And I get that. And you know what? I actually took it pretty well. And I was just like, whatever, you know, brush it off, keep going. So
0: Yeah, I mean it's hard not to get into that a little bit more. Um I'll just say this again, Felix, or if any of you uh USA dodgeball members are if your ears are burning, um more than welcome, more than happy to to talk about it and hear your perspective. Um you know, stuff gets lost in translation, especially on these comments and threads. But um it, yeah. it's I, I can see both sides, man. I, I I definitely don't like the if you don't like it, you don't have to play response in any, in any facet. Like just, it, it's, yeah. and, and for me, I'm, I'm carrying yeah, not, a lot. Not of when you're, from. not when
1: you're providing a product, you know, not when you're providing a product product and where you're a consumer. Yeah. I mean, it's called really what he did right there was called really bad customer service, <laughs> really bad. Unfortunately, I'm a good customer and I love, I love it more than anything. So, you know,
0: hashtag Karen. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, I, it's easy. It's easy for me. Cause I don't run organizations i just i get to play um but as i was saying i I carry a lot of baggage from the past maybe i gotta let go of that and just trust that what they're doing is very complicated no but
1: no but they need to be held in check as well though they need to be held accountable just like they're expecting us uh, to hold ourselves accountable and uh, you know they have to do that as well so it goes both ways
0: that's fair. And because I'm torn, I can't pick a side, so I think I'll just uh, stop doing this little verbal jiu-jitsu <laughs> and, and move on until they wanna talk about yeah. it. So um sounds good. Unfortunately there were some more questions um yeah, let's, presented let's, towards Lucas uh, because he I guess uh, Joe missed the memo of when we were um, recording, so but let's, let's move
1: see. down to the Sergio
0: Sergio, yeah, Sergio Leone. so oh geez. Him right, and wait, is, for, him is, yeah, him and it, six Sergio, dollars. yeah, you and your <laughs> Your dream teams, man you're your all stars uh. well oh, if you God. had to pick six dodgeballers with pitching experience to throw at the astro oh okay all right uh, so who would you choose? Well the to- six
1: guys I chose, the six guys I chose, not all of them have pitching experience. I think actually only one of them does uh, but the six would be uh I would t- pick Ketchum, Billy, um Vince all th- all three guys throw really hard uh, are accurate. And have known often, not often, but to hit people in the head. (laughs) And then um, I did pick Nate. He's the only one, Nate Kreider. He's the only one who actually has pitching experience. Um, Oh, dang it.
0: Who else? Shoot. That's four. Who's the kid that actually became a pitcher now?
1: Um, He was on Thieves. Uh, Oh, Oh, uh, Xander. Xander pitches a little bit. I don't know. Dang it, I, I had a six and now I forget it. Oh, but uh, Tim Fullerton is another one. He's been no stranger to hit people in the face. And uh, when he does, he does it on purpose. So,
0: yeah, he's quite good at that.
1: <laughs> but it's it's strategy.
0: <laughs> strategy, and so, I guess payback because they stole. Well, he, he, if signs he's going to hit someone in
1: the face, it's going to be a catcher who's not expecting it in the face. So, I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, when you said strategy, I meant like you, you want these Astros to, to pay for oh, something yeah. they did wrong. <laughs> yeah i don't follow baseball for, the, for, but them, think
1: for them cheating yeah they che- stole cheating my dodgers
0: they stole strategy from the dodgers and that cost them the world series or something
1: they stole pitches through uh technology it's a big no-no in real lifetime anyways gotcha. let's not get into it <laughs> yeah it sounds like another
0: sour subject No. um shelby grimes um not really a question, but just a general thank you to both uh, Lou and Tyler. Thanks for going out of your way to organize events for us to have other outlets to play competitive dodgeball. So, oh, that's awesome, Shelby. Yep. You're welcome. Um, does that make it all worthwhile when you read stuff like that?
1: Yeah, it does. You know, and even when I was doing the dodgeball tribune, I'd have a lot of times people would send me private messages and just say, Hey, you know, I just want you to know, I love what you're doing. And those really, you know, helped me a lot and and just really encouraged me and, it was good. I wasn't creating as much drama as some people wanted to make it seem like I was. So, and you know, people liked it. So
0: it's good. It's
1: it's needed. People need to be uh, praised for the things they do. I appreciate you, Steve. I appreciate you doing this. Oh, thanks man. (laughs) You
0: just bought another season is is the usual uh, response. Um, Who was I I was actually talking to. I was just like, just yesterday actually um sam sam hutter because she i i in in the women's recap in the east with uh jenny and amanda was like hey i'm really having a hard time covering women's dodgeball in general um especially the co-ed aspect so if you want to be part of it and help me out you know hit me up and then sure enough like sam and um christy and and deanne uh reached out to me i was like oh this is awesome and then sam was like i listened to every episode i was like oh well i'm just gonna just gonna keep on doing this then I don't care if one person's the yeah. same it makes it all worthwhile but uh dang it Shelby well actually g- thanks to you Shelby. You, you give us back to a, a positive aspect so and now to uh <clears throat> take us into a negative aspect um Joe I'm just gonna try to read this real quick. He said I should point out that the n d i tournament this weekend in Huntington Beach is hardly a tune up tourney for the upcoming twenty twenty premier tour, just like at the registered teams dot 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 um the much they really good. <laughs> Yeah. The, the, most anticipated changes most to the upcoming 2020 dodgeball season has many teams working harder than ever in the off season. Uh, what changes can we see teams working on this weekend at the NDI tournament in preparation for the upcoming season?
1: Yeah. And I kind of, I already spoke a little bit to it, but just, you know, I used our team heat as an example of, you know, like I said last year, you know, it, it took us a while to really figure out where people go. And, and we're still, you know, we were only a year old team, you know, with our current roster and so you know, there's so many things that we're working on as well as you know and so obviously i'm using Heaton as an example but all these other teams are probably doing that too i know what you know raiders just um so grit uh, i know has disbanded basically for the premiere tour they aren't going to be there even though they're at my tournament or half of them are um but raiders added david o'brien you know, who is a really good no sting and foam player and uh um, you know, so being able to incorporate him in uh, into their team is you know huge. That's a goal, obviously, for them. And um, <clears throat> you know, those are the those are the types of changes that teams are going to work on. I know for for Heat, you know, I, I really you know personally, I haven't even said this to my team, but I at least in Nosting, I mean, I see a a much larger role for uh, Connor Liu, who's one of our really, you know one of our really great Nosting players on our team. And, uh, you know, I just see a, a much larger role for him this year. And so part of that is, you know, can we put him in a position to be more successful? I mean, last year he was in the, in the middle and really gunned at a lot. And it's like, well, maybe maybe we could move him to a corner because he's that valuable to our team, as well as he's, you know, a big spotlight and he can uh, just, you know, hold down anyone, you know, on the court. Um, and we don't want him just getting picked off after every time he throws, you know, certain things like that. So I think that's what teams should be, you know, working towards is, you know, who can we change around a little bit just to put in a better spot to succeed? Um, so for us, you know, like I said, you know, our goal is, um, you know, what we're going to work on is where's the best spot for each person and, and specifically for us, we kind of know now for eight point five. You know, we won a national championship at five. We really figured out something at nationals, and prior to that, that goes well. But our no sting, we kind of fell off a little bit. We ended up not uh, winning the national championship in no sting, even though we all felt that we should have. And I think we made it to the yeah, we made it to the semifinals. We ended up finishing fourth after we lost in the semis to Crisis. Um, but uh, you know, so our, our no sting game. Needs a little tune-up. Needs a little tweaking here and there of maybe switching people around certain spots like that. Um, and I think every team is probably figuring that out, you know. And and obviously for foam, we don't really get it. We haven't really had a chance to play too many foam tournaments. So this will be one tournament, and then round two in Phoenix or in you know Tempe um, will be another. You know that's the foam round for USA Premier, and so that'll be another chance to really um, you know just show. You know, how far we've come and and figuring out again spots for certain people, so gotcha. I think that's what changes you'd like to see from every team, you know, so so, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, like it, like, like you said, even though Joe's kind of I don't know what he was calling out with the hardly a tune, well, but- he wasn't
1: calling, I think he was saying, uh, he was it was a, actually a compliment. I thought it was like this is hardly a tune up because. We've got some really good teams coming. Okay, so
0: they're already figured um, out for the most part.
1: Yeah, because you would think you would think, oh, a gotcha. tune-up means we got some teams that are just forming. Sorry, just forming. Um, you know, teams that are are don't even you know really know how to play with each other. And most of these teams that are coming to our tournament, besides you know, at least the men's teams, um, we you know they've all been playing with each other for at least a year. You know, most of them are all coming back from last year, and so. Um, you know, to you know, it's not necessarily a tune-up in that regard, but um, you know, so I think it was a compliment. I don't think it was negative at all.
0: Yeah. Now, rereading, I was like, okay, that that makes sense. Um, and it's funny you say that because um, one of the things that um, both Lucas mentioned was that people have been playing foam um, nonstop since after Worlds last year getting really good yeah in, in the seattle Oregon area so we will probably see a lot more talent rising from that area and then same thing with the east like the this idea that you know this season may have stopped post elite in austin but dodgeball playing and competition evolution hasn't so makes sense um yeah it's gonna be pretty cool to see see what 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 comes out of the out of the gates here in the coming months um wanted to real quick ask um because i asked lucas this but what steps do you feel are pivotal in hosting a tournament so for people that are like on the fence about doing their own thing whether it's just like locally um just like a real quick like one minute feel i'm like what what do you look for when you when you when you put something like this on
1: well the first thing is obviously the date you know the date has to work has to work uh just even holiday base you know Uh, the last couple of years I had it on uh, Super Bowl Saturday, basically. Hmm. And, uh, I actually was planning on having it that time. Unfortunately, I got misinformation about USA dodgeball being in February. So I actually hadn't even planned on doing this tournament. And then when they finally announced that it'll be in March, I was like, dude, I need a tournament just to get up to speed, so to speak. And that's why I want to do it. So date was huge. Unfortunately, you know, at that point, um, You know, you need to give people time uh, and, and you also have to have, you know, time in between tournaments. And so that's really where, unfortunately, I didn't pull as many teams as I was hoping for, as well as the good teams, just because it was too close to um, round one. So I think that's the biggest thing that's very pivotal is date and, and where you place it within the calendar. You've got to have, it's almost like you need like a month, you know, um, month in between a month before a month after um and really two months two months prior to a tournament that would be the first thing i'd say um and obviously you know you, you want to get buy-in from teams you want to um uh, host a tournament that they actually want right i would never even dream of considering uh hosting a tournament of foam and gnosting in the north in chicago not a chance in heck right. <laughs> you know because that's not what they play in chicago or you know in michigan know they play pinch so you've got to. it needs to be a ball that caters to that that uh that area as well you know and for us in la we have tons of no sting team uh no sting leagues and we've got no uh foam as well so we don't actually have 8.5 leagues so there's no even reason why i would do 8.5 so different things like that i think that'd be my little very quickly one spiel type thing um but, yeah, I mean, yeah, so finding the date and then finding a gym that can host enough people. And so, um, yeah, and I then, think that's that's really it.
0: And then hire Joe Coelho because that guy, can he can run a tournament from what I've seen.
1: Yes, I mean, if you want to play, <laughs> you got to hire someone to run because otherwise you're yeah. not going to play. So, I mean, you know, if I didn't hire – but th- that's the whole thing. For me, if I didn't hire Joe, if I didn't hire anyone to do it, I probably wouldn't be doing these tournaments because – I'm a little selfish right now and it's like, I just want to, I want to be able to play. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to throw, I'm not going to host a tournament and not get to play.
0: <laughs> I mean, so. people benefit from that selfishness. So, because you want to play yeah. and I mean, that's the whole reason why I did Tucson dodgeball for so long. Like a lot of it was just cause like if no one else does this, I don't get to play. So I guess I'll do this. And then, you know, eventually I started getting the help that I wanted and it it made sense to just keep doing it. But yeah, it was purely yeah. selfish reasons. It just says, Hey, I enjoy this. So I just happened to be somewhat organized and made it happen, so um, that's good. And if your selfishness can benefit people in a good way, then that's awesome. So
1: yep.
0: that's one totally. good way to look at it. Um, well, I think that's all I got, man. Definitely trying to keep this within the hour mark. Um, but before we sign off, um, for those of you that might be listening in route to this tournament, is there anything, Tyler, that you want them to know in advance or send them send them off with?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, one. I'm really happy that you guys are that you guys decided to play this tournament. I hope it'll be fun. I, I know, you know, we've done it now for three years and uh, this is the third year doing it. And I uh, hope you know what to expect, but uh, I'm just really thankful for you guys putting your trust in me to host a good tournament. Um, and obviously no stuff happens without you guys deciding to do it, deciding to play. Um, so I'm just thankful for you guys. Uh, appreciate you guys. And, and also know that, you know, if you have any issues or any thoughts or anything like that, you can always come to me. I'm always uh, an open ear, Uh, and most of the time, you know, if I give you a a reason that you don't necessarily agree with, we can talk about it more, Um, but, you know, I just, you know, I want to keep with the same, you know, theme that I've had throughout this thing, even with USA Dodgeball, is just, you know, I'm providing a product, and you guys are a consumer, and I appreciate you, and this wouldn't happen without you, so thank you.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm going to leave it on that positive note, man. So we'll go ahead and the end the interview there. All righty, so that was uh, this season's first pre-cap. Uh, and that is the National Dodgeball Invitational's tune-up tournament that will be taking place uh, this Saturday, February 20, 29th. And uh, best of luck to all those that are competing. Safe travels per usual. Um, hope that this episode provided some excitement and some hype for the tournament and also shed some light on what to expect for this coming year. Uh, at least from Tyler's end and what, when he's got up his sleeve. Um, I feel like these last couple of episodes have kind of teetered on the controversial and usually the stuff that I kind of stay away from. But um, as I've said before, from the feedback I received, uh, these are, these are conversations that people want to either have or listen to. So if there's anything that um, you'd like to talk about, please, by all means, let me know. Um, again, it's something that we can talk about via episode or I can read your comments or just, just knowing in general um, to help me kind of understand the bigger picture. So definitely not trying to pick on you, Felix, but um, yeah, I, like I said, if uh, if you heard this and your ears are ringing, just give me, give me a buzz, and I'll, I'll get you on here, and also on that note, if you want to help recap this episode, uh, we will be recording it either Sunday uh, the 1st or Monday the 2nd, so um, new voices are always good, new perspectives are always good, but um, can't do it without you. So anyway, um, it has been a long day, so I'm going to stop talking and just wish all of you a great rest of your evening, a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time. take a real quick break are you uh are you holding your phone in your hands
1: no is do i found do i sound muffled
0: you don't sound muffled i just anytime something shifts i feel like i hear like some shifty rattling noise
1: it's probably my uh i'm wearing headphones maybe I
0: oh is it your beard could be either that
1: or just here i'll hold it like is this better right here like this
0: actually yeah but i mean that that probably looks that looks really miserable um it's fine Eh, if you try not to turn your head too much or yeah i'll need to stop (laughs) Uh, sorry Sorry. man your beard is just too too manly we (laughs) talked about this once Uh, i think it was like a playoff beard or something
1: i know right i'm gonna shave it
0: soon (laughs) oh boy um awesome well we'll go ahead and resume in three two one